service. Help us to steadfastly to live in this life according to your promises and finally attain your heavenly glory through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament lesson for this, the 12th Sunday after Trinity, is written in the 17th chapter of the 29th chapter of Isaiah, beginning at the 17th verse. Is it not yet a very little while until Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be regarded as a forest? In that day the deaf shall hear the words of a book, and out of their gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind shall see. The meek shall obtain fresh joy in the Lord, and the poor among mankind shall exult in the Holy One of Israel. For the ruthless shall come to nothing, and the scoffers cease, and all who watch to do evil will be cut off. Who by a word make a man out to be an offender, and, and lay a snare for him who approves in the gate, with an empty plea, turn aside him who is in the right. Therefore thus says the Lord who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall no more be ashamed, no more shall his face grow pale. For when he sees his children, the work of his hands in his midst, they shall sanctify my name. They will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and will stand in awe of the God of Israel. And those who go astray in spirit will come to understanding and those who murmur will accept instruction. This is the word of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. The epistle lesson is written in the 10th chapter of St. Paul's letter to the church at Rome beginning at the ninth verse. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scriptures say, 
everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How are they to call on him whom they've not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they've not heard? And how are they to bear, hear without someone preaching to them? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out to thee day and night. is written in the seventh chapter of St. Mark, beginning at the 31st verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus returned from the region of Tyre that went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee and through the region of Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had an impediment of speech. And they besought him to lay his hand upon him Taking him aside from the multitude privately, he put his fingers into his ears and spat and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, and his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And he charged them to tell no one, but the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to the O Christ. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven 
and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate, and was buried, and the third day from the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeded from the Father and the Son, with the Father and the Son together, by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Son and the Holy Spirit. Is not he that formed the year worth the time it takes to hear? Should he who formed our lips for speaking be not heeded when he speaks? Will you not listen? Why won't 
listen. God has spoken love to us. Why will you not listen? Listen to the sacred silence. Listen to his holy word. Listen as he speaks through living parables that must be heard. Parables that must be heard. But how can one hear when they are deaf? Are we deaf? Do we have a speech impediment? Can we not hear? Or are we just choosing not to? Good questions. Because hearing God's word is crucial to our faith. Scriptures seem to indicate that both in the Hebrew and in the Greek testaments, what we call old and new. I mean, the great creed of the Torah is in Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, where God tells his church, Hear, O Yisrael, the Lord thy God is one. But the emphasis is on hear, Shema. Shema, O Yisrael. And Shema, here, is the imperative. It means it is a command. We are, God is calling on us to hear intelligently the things he says and then to implement them in our lives. <laughs> but we don't do. Not really. Not like we should. Not comprehensively. Right? I know I don't. Daily struggle. And then the Holy Spirit inspires the Apostle Paul to write to the Romans from today's epistle. Right? That faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God, right? But yet, yet how can they hear unless they have a preacher? And how can they hear unless someone is sent? How can they hear, according to our gospel lesson, and they can't hear? And then Jesus also says a little bit earlier in, in Mark 4, Take heed what you hear. Pay attention to it. Be serious about it, in other words. Yet sadly, as Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee to the Decapolis, there was brought to him a man who was deaf and had an impediment of speech. And they begged him to lay his hand upon him. Note the situation. A deaf man from the Gentile Canaanite region of Tyre, Sidon, and Decapolis is brought to him. Now, this is significant for at least two reasons. One is that the man is most likely a Canaanite Gentile. And why is this important? Well, because Jesus unambiguously says that I was not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus wasn't sent to Gentiles, especially Canaanite ones. He wasn't sent to them. In fact, when the disciples are sent out in Matthew 10, Jesus commands his disciples, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Again, his mission is to the Hebrews, not 
the Gentiles. Now, is it possible that this man from Decapolis may be that region of Dennis Yisraelite? Yeah, it's possible, but I, I would think that the, the explicit geographical references given in our gospel lesson today force us to surmise that he is a Canaanite. He is a Gentile. Most likely, though, a Canaanite, because Tyre and Sidon are mentioned first. And Tyre and Sidon are Canaanite cities. Yes, they are. Which is interesting because wasn't Israel supposed to wipe out the Canaanites? Didn't God sentence their entire culture to death for their, for their uh, repulsive worship of demon gods and goddesses and their human sacrifices of their own children? Yes, that's true. He was. They, they were supposed to do that. But they didn't get around to finishing the job. So the Canaanites stayed around. And slowly over time, the Canaanites religion became the religion of Israel, and then God had to banish the Israelites and destroy the northern kingdom and send Judah into exile in Babylon for 40 years. That happened. Secondly, they brought to him a man who was deaf and had an impediment of speech. They brought to him a man who was deaf. In other words, the deaf man didn't decide to find Jesus. He didn't decide to invite Jesus into his life to be his Lord and Savior. He didn't make that decision. Somebody else decided to bring him to Jesus. Right? And, and that's, isn't that what happened to us? Right? I mean, our parents decided to bring us to Jesus in his presence here in the church through the his word and sacraments, or, or a friend brought us, you know, brought Christ to us, or somebody else brought Jesus to us, or somebody decided to witness their faith to us. I mean, we didn't come to Jesus. We didn't find Jesus. It's like, man, I'm looking for Jesus. No, God, God came to us through his servants, through his word, through his presence and sacrament. God came to us so that we might believe upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus says to the disciples, you did not choose me, I, choose, I chose you. I chose you. And that's why we Lutherans confess that I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord nor come to him. Right? But that the Holy Ghost has called me by the gospel and enlightened me with his gifts and sanctified and kept me in the one true faith. And this is exactly what happens to the deaf man. It mirrors our own spiritual experience, our own spiritual journey, right? Because we were born dead in trespasses and sin, right? Our, our sin-corrupted souls, our sin-dead souls, were not able to answer Jesus and, and, and say yes to him. No, we were called by the gospel through the Holy Spirit. Because God says in Isaiah 55, verse, verse 11, that my word that proceeds from my mouth does not return to me void, but it accomplishes that which I please, and it will prosper in the thing to which I send it. Furthermore, Jesus says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away, right? That the grass withers and the flower may fade, but the word of the Lord will stand forever, which means that the words of the Lord given in the, in the Hebrew Bible or the New Testament, those are always true.
And the only reason we don't believe them is we're just not listening to them. Uh, Jesus, the same word, firmly de declares, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that's exactly what the men did with this, this deaf man. They brought him to Jesus so that that man might find a relief from his deafness. And that's what they did. And Jesus gave him relief. Jesus put his fingers into his ears and he spit on his tongue and he, he, he looked up to heaven and he, he said unto him, Ephatha, that is be open, and immediately his ears were open and his mouth could speak plainly. Note. Note what happened to the deaf man so that he could hear. It's exactly what happened to us so that we could believe. The deaf man was brought first into Jesus' physical presence and Jesus gave him his word. And that word, combined with Jesus' presence, healed the deaf man of his deafness and his speech impediment. And this is exactly what happens to us in holy baptism. In baptism, we are brought to Christ. Christ who is physically in reality, truly present in, his, in the water of holy baptism, which is combined with God's promises. And there we receive the washing of regeneration in the Holy Ghost, as St. Paul writes in Titus chapter 3. According to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration. Regeneration literally means a new genesis. And the renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly, through Christ Jesus our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying. This is why today we can listen. Why today God's word creates faith where there was only death and life where there was only unbelief why we today can confess that Jesus is our Savior and our Redeemer. And Jesus makes it clear, whoever confesses me before men, him I will confess before my Father who art in heaven. Whoever believes upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as Paul wrote to the, to the Romans, will be saved. In Jesus' name, amen.
see these because the service line also can switch from the regular box. everybody this morning. It's glad to have you here. And just note the blue news for this week. Um, there's a lot of things coming up. We'll just note those. And then also um, we have a few prayer requests this morning. Uh, Bonnie Smith asked that we pray for uh, her cousin in Houston, Janice, who um, has been diagnosed with um, a lung cancer. And so we will pray for her. And then also um, uh, Smitty and Pat asked that we pray for um, a brother's brother and his and sister-in-law who are having also some health issues. And then also Terry Miles, our, one of our members, called me yesterday and said that his son Keith is in the hospital, and that we would remember him in our prayers as well. Uh, and also, some of y'all know Miss Ruth, Miss Ruth Gross. She's also in hospital, and so we pray for Miss Ruth as well today. The Lord be with you. Peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace that is from above and for the well-being of the churches of Christ and the godliness of all Christendom, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for those who in faith, piety, and the fear of God offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. For Matthew and Eric, our shepherds and bishops in Christ, for all pastors and teachers, let us pray to the Lord. For our nation, all our people, our president and Congress, our governor and legislature, our judges and magistrates, and all who serve in public office, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and the sorrowing, for those who mourn, for those who are in need and distress, for the homebound and the infirm, especially we pray this day for Doris and Alice, Joyce and, and Mary, Mark and Eddie, for Norma and Kim, for um, Suzette and Walter, for Rose and Melissa, for Wanda and Wilhelmina, for Tara, Melissa, Bonnie, Gray, for Bob and Martha, Meredith and James, George and Larry Dean, Earl and Suzette, Bob and Mallory, for Mark and Hank, Jay and Tracy, Michelle and Carl, Karen and Jimmy, for Tina and Ainsley, Kevin and Ron, for Jesse and Ralph and Theo and Easton and Waylon and Ryan. And we also pray this day for the families of our parish who mourn, especially the Parsons family, the Bolton and Heil families, and the Blunt and Davis family. We pray, Heavenly Father, also for those serving in our country's armed forces, especially for Riley and Paul, Hayden and Palm, and for all of our university students, including Minnie, Aiden, Jacob, Kelsey, and Mia. And we also pray, Heavenly Father, for those to whom death is drawing near, and for us all, that when our last hour shall come, we may depart this life in the confidence of the sure faith, the consolation of a right, devout, and holy hope, and in the communion of Christ, Holy Church, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Recalling those who've gone before us in the faith and rejoicing to share with them the Sabbath rest which Christ has won for his people, that together with them we may be found faithful in the day of judgment and rejoice in the day of the resurrection of the dead, let us pray to the Lord. Lord we pray especially this day for Janice and also um, for Ruth. 
and also for Keith, and also for the brother and sister-in-law of, of Pat and Smitty. Almighty God, everlasting Father, the salvation of them that believe, hear our prayers on behalf of, of Janice and, and uh, Ruth and, and Keith, and also uh, the brother and sister-in-law of, of, uh, of the Smiths, and all others, Heavenly Father, for whom we need your, need your intervention and help. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would restore them to their former health, and that you would drive far from them any sickness or infirmity that now afflicts them, so that they might render thanks to thee in thy church. We ask this through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. 